Welcome to Viewpoints listeners. I'm your host, Henry Gross. It gives me great pleasure to welcome back to Viewpoints, Dr. Catherine Crock AM, who's the founder of Gathering of Kindness, also um, a physician at the Royal Children's Hospital in Melbourne, chair of the Hush Foundation and professor at the Faculty of Health, Deakin University, and also uh, the person who established um, Hush, but we'll talk about that, that later, the Hush Foundation. Welcome again to Viewpoints, Dr. Catherine Crock. Thank you, Henry. Nice to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. And uh, in this year that's uh, been so affected by COVID-19, Gathering of Kindness uh, is certainly an organisation that's uh, that has a lot, lot to offer. But before we do, for those who are not familiar with the Gathering of Kindness, which you founded, would you like to just tell us a bit about that organisation, Catherine? Yes, Henry. So out of my work at the Royal Children's Hospital and thinking over 25 years or so about the culture in healthcare and how people treat each other and what a difference it can make to have respectful and kind conversations rather than bullying and harassment, we set out to have something very positive. So to aspire to a kind health system. And we've brought together people from all different walks of life. So doctors and nurses and allied health and philosophers, artists, musicians and the general public to think about what sort of a health system do we actually want? What is that going to be? Something that will nourish not only the people who are working in it and doing such hard work, but also the people who are receiving care. Mm. And um, and you've been around now for a little while, haven't you? Look, we've been doing the Gathering of Kindness now coming up five years. And at first it started very small, just with some conversations. Is this the way that we want to go? And people were just stamping their feet to get to be part of this and to think about a really positive aspirational goal for healthcare. You've probably heard there's been a lot talked about how badly doctors can treat each other, the junior staff, how nurses treat each other, how the administrators treat the staff. All of these things are pretty negative, you know, depressing conversations and don't give you really a hope for the future. Mm. So, yeah, we were really thinking let's be positive about this. What are the behaviours that we want to promote and what are the behaviours that make our healthcare safer for everybody and more satisfying and help us make sure things don't go wrong along the way? Mm. Now, you say kindness does three vital things and I guess they're the pillars of the work you do. You might like to elaborate on those, Catherine. Look, one of the main things really is it builds relationships. And I think you and I have talked about this quite a lot, that you build relationships between the people that you're working with or looking after. And you build the strength of your teams so that healthcare teams are really robust and safe when everyone's kind to each other and looking after each other in that team. Now, Friday the 13th of November is World Kindness Day. So um, how is the Gathering of Kindness getting involved in in, in that really important occasion? Well, we've had to adapt this year. And I'd say when COVID pandemic hit, we were a little bit flattened and we had all of our events cancelled because, of course, we normally go on roadshows and we visit different hospitals and we visit aged care centres and we 
take our actors and musicians and speakers with us, none of this can happen. So we're going online. And we've had an extraordinary response to this because hospitals, in fact, are now feeling their staff have been so much under pressure and so stressed this year that an offering like this that they can give to them online to look at at their own pace is actually ideal. So we've got hospitals all around the country and even internationally joining up to come to some of our sessions at Gathering of Kindness this year. Oh, that must be very, very rewarding uh, to you personally, given uh, your involvement uh, with the Gathering of Kindness and also Hush. Now, Gathering of Kindness came some years after you established Hush. We, To understand Gathering of Kindness, I, I think you need to have an understanding of Hush. You might like to tell us a bit about Hush. Well, the Hush Foundation has now been going for 20 years. Um, it's a pretty special year for us this year to think that we've been up and running that long. And the Hush Foundation really came out of my work with children with cancer at the Royal Children's Hospital. So the families talk to me about the stress and anxiety that you feel when you've got a sick child and you've come into a hospital setting. You're vulnerable, you're scared, you really need something to bring you comfort and to help reduce your anxiety. And so I talk to the parents about bringing special types of music into that environment. I had um, some professional musicians teaching my own children at the time and I called on their expertise and actually brought musicians and composers into operating theatres, waiting rooms, treatment areas and had them reflect on what that environment's like and how special music could help to keep everyone calm. Mm. So... It's been quite an amazing journey. Now we've had, I think, 42 Australian composers compose for the Hush Foundation and we've brought out 18 albums of the most extraordinary music that um, people are welcome to use at home, but it is used in hospitals now around the world. Was was that an initiative? And change is always one of those funny things, Catherine. Uh, change, change can... Can, can unsettle people. Was that an initiative in its early days that was taken up uh, enthusiastically by all members of the medical profession that you dealt with? Look, I wouldn't say all of them, Henry. I think you're right that any change, no matter how small, can be a bit unsettling and challenge the status quo. Um, so a lot of people just went, oh, this makes perfect sense. It's wonderful. It makes a big difference having this. And others, I think, thought I might have lost the plot somewhat and that I'd gone a little bit a little bit soft in the head maybe. But in actual fact, there there's science behind this too. We know that the right sort of music can bring your heart rate down and your respiratory rate and make you feel more calm and settled. And that is of great benefit to anybody who's going through a stressful medical experience or procedure. And guess what? It is really good for the staff in those environments because we're under pressure pretty much the whole time when we're doing our jobs. And we've found that this music in the background can really help a team to settle and to work better together. Mm, that's a good point. We need to take a short break, Catherine. Can you hold the line? Sure. 
Welcome back to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, and we're in a chat with Dr. Catherine Crock AM, founder of the Gathering of Kindness, who have a, uh, a big investment in the forthcoming World Kindness Day on Friday the 13th of November. Welcome back, Catherine. Thank you, Henry. Now, Catherine, I was doing some research, as I like to do, and I came across a fairly recent article of yours, and you wrote it uh, in conjunction with Associate Professor David Brewster, uh, and and it looks at uh, things through the context of uh, COVID nineteen. In that article, you you uh, you both challenge all Australian healthcare workers with a question: What might we do? Stop doing? or do differently from today in pursuit of a kinder way of working together. Um, mm. What led you to that and, uh, and, and what's been the response? Look, David and I have been thinking for a long time about kindness amongst teams, particularly working at the pointy end. Now, David's working in intensive care at Cabrini and during the COVID crisis has seen such a lot of pressure on the staff and as we were talking about before things that have changed very rapidly and are quite unsettling for everyone and I've also seen in my work that things can be under such pressure that people maybe snap at each other and don't take time to treat each other with kindness and civility actually leads to things unraveling and more things going wrong and making it more stressful. So David and I were really delighted that out of COVID, in fact, we've seen a lot of people step up to the fore, think, okay, we need to do this differently, we need to adapt quickly, and we need to treat each other with kindness. How wonderful if we can hold on to that out the other side of COVID. Mm. So that's what we're really hoping for, that this will have given people a fresh point of view to be able to think, hang on, there are policies and procedures in healthcare that really are holding us back and stopping us from being able to have some of the human-to-human connections that are really important here. Uh, what you say to the, to the non-medical person, uh, professional, healthcare professional, um, is almost paradoxical uh, in the sense that your profession... Uh, is broadly speaking one engaged very primarily with the well-being of people one way or the other it's it exactly uh, it, it seems contradictory almost that that would be an issue yes and one of the things that covid has brought to light is that the occupational health and safety for health professionals themselves has often been a pretty low level thing that we are focusing all our time and attention on making it safe for the patients and their families, who's looking after us? And I think the whole of society's now thought, well, we need all our health professionals. We need them to be in their best possible condition. They need to be looked after really well. That's a good point. It's an interesting time too in the total debate about COVID-19 and it's, it's no surprise that the discourse has been very polarised, Catherine, between um, those who are very focused on the economy as the number one priority and those who are very focused on healthcare. And at times, um, kindness hasn't been in that discussion. No, sometimes it has been a bit lacking, but I'm hopeful that we'll get back to there. I think what we've done in this second wave in Victoria 
bringing it under control with everybody pulling together has been an extraordinary act of community kindness and something we should be celebrating and saying, yep, we can do this and this is the right way. If we keep our health professionals well, if we keep our people well, the economy will recover in its own time. Mm. The healthcare workers have really been, I mean, they're always at the front uh, of, of, of importance in our society, but COVID has really put your profession, broadly, the broad profession, really, really under the pump in all this. Uh, how will they come out of it at the end of all this, do you feel? Um, I think people are very tired and they're going to need some understanding for that and, you know, a little bit of an allowance made for it. And I think um, if, well, we don't know how long it's going to go on, but we actually are needing to pace ourselves. And we're also now delighted that the protective equipment is going to be, you know, at the top so that we can look after everybody. I think this has made the stress for health professionals worse over the last while that we haven't even felt safe in our workplaces mm. and now yeah now that is really coming to the fore it's being taken seriously and we can start to do our work without having to worry about our own safety and that of our families mm. now you've written about this before um Kindness to some people. Well, kindness is something, it's one of those things, yeah, we all believe in it, but it's one of those nebulous, warm and fuzzy things. What does it mean and what can it mean? And I know gathering of kindness are front and centre in this. What does kindness mean in a practical sense other than, yeah, look, we're all being saying nice things to each other, which some people dismiss it as? Yes, it's actually more than just being nice. It's about perceiving a need in that other person that you're interacting with and then actually going above and beyond. So kindness to me is not something that I'm mandated to do or something that's in some rule book. It's that I feel I should do this thing for the person in front of me because they have a need and I am able to fill that need. Kindness needs you. You have to be able to check in with that other person though. Because I don't necessarily know, Henry, what's a kind act to, to you and you don't know mm. a kind act towards me unless you check in. We can easily misinterpret and head off doing things for people that they don't really like or want. And so I think the element of checking in is really important in kindness. Yes, that's a good. That's an excellent good point. Now, getting back to November the 13th, but more broadly what follows, um, People can check in, healthcare workers and organisations can check in all over the world. What is it you're doing again this year uh, to celebrate, firstly, um, Friday the 13th of November, the day, the World Day, but more broadly speaking, sustaining it? Yes, so we have got a really enormous program of online offerings for people. A lot of them are just free for anybody who can come onto our website from the 9th of November onwards and they'll be available long term. So we've got so um, during that week, we've got some music performances, we've got dance, we've got some theatre, um, author to authors. So we've chosen some really interesting authors from around the world who've written books that are healthcare related and kindness related. So mental health or paediatrics or somebody who was a nurse and then had her own 
experience with family illness. Their reflections are something that are really beautiful for people to hear about and um, then think about. And on November the 13th, so on World Kindness Day, we've got three special interactive sessions. So the first one is with Simon Anderson, who's a social um, researcher from Scotland. And Simon's done work on kindness in public policy. So people will find this really interesting, a discussion between Simon and myself, and then an interactive Q&A. So people are able to join that one if they'd like to, and even sign up to look at it at a later time. Next, we're going to talk to Chris Turner, who's an emergency physician from Birmingham in the UK. Chris runs a group called Civility Saves Lives, and it's a very interesting concept linked closely to kindness, I would say. But the idea that incivility between people actually reduces your bandwidth, it reduces how you can think and how you can process and then how you can come to the right conclusion. So the conversation with Chris is fascinating. And our third session for World Kindness Day is a panel, um, a panel discussion that will go live in the afternoon. And that has, in actual fact, my sister Carmel Croc, who runs the emergency department at the Royal Victorian Iron Ear Hospital. Carmel has been at the front lines of this whole COVID response with um, looking after a team of staff and making sure that her doctors and nurses aren't getting sick when they're looking after sick patients. Then we've got Julia Harper, who is the CEO of the College of Intensive Care Medicine. And Julia, of course, has had a different set of challenges managing a whole college and the intensive care specialty, which has been uh, very heavily involved during COVID. Following up with David Clark, who's the CEO of the Australian Safety Institute. And David brings um, a different occupational health and safety lens to what's going on in healthcare at the moment. So I think you'll find the three of them have a very lively conversation. Oh, that will be that will be wonderful. Time's on the wing, Catherine. Um, when we reflect, we, all, we often look back on parts of our lives and we think, wow, how did that happen? Clearly 20 years ago or more when you established the Hush Foundation, um, clearly you had a passion and a vision looking back now over those 20 years. Is it a beautiful landscape you see? It's incredible. We've had some amazing adventures, met some amazing people and found that there's a huge amount of goodwill out there to do things to help other people, to be kind, to produce amazing music and theatre to help people. And I think we've got an incredible society and we're very lucky. And and uh, it's very easy sometimes to get bogged down by the naysayers, uh, and uh, and it's and and it's it's always worth uh, remembering there are so many good people such as yourself doing such wonderful things. Can I can I thank you so much for your time on the program and the wonderful work that you're doing in in spreading something which we all desperately need these days, kindness. Thank you, Henry. It's been a pleasure to talk to you again. 
My pleasure too. That's Dr. Catherine Croc, uh, AM, who's the founder of Gathering of Kindness. And uh, Friday the 13th of November, World Kindness Day. If, you, um, if you're all interested, log in and uh, check out some of those fabulous uh, people and what they have to offer. And Catherine, where can we find out details all about your organisation and the wonderful things that are happening uh, on November the 13th? Henry, people can go to gatheringofkindness.org. Very easy to find. Absolutely. Gatheringofkindness.org. Take a short break, listeners. Don't go away. (laughs) 